0: so let's get right into it okay um (laughs) god is good god is good um we have been on a series about faith it's been a long series about faith because uh the bible says the righteous will live by faith okay and living by faith does not mean having to believe for where your next meal is going to come from i mean maybe you've been there we've been there you know when i was in the mission field like Dan will witness, you know, sometimes we didn't know where the next gas tank was going to come from. And we were in the middle of Honduras and we're like, Lord, we need a miracle. But see, God didn't create us to need miracles all the time. We love miracles and they're great. Healing miracles, provision miracles, like, you know, supernatural things. Happen. We love them. But I don't want to be on the, on the receiving end of it every time because that means I'm in a bad place. see right I don't want to be on the ground with my leg broken up every time you know and like I need a miracle but I don't want to have to need a miracle so in the same way God has created principles that we can live by to live in divine healing right and just don't get sick he's given us common sense he's he's given us wisdom to take care of our bodies so we don't have to get sick right right and in, in the same way he's done, he's given us financial principles so that we don't have to worry about money and we could just live for him and do what he's called us to do. You know what God called you to do is so important. And actually, I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about this because there's a whole nother teaching in itself, but um, I'll be teaching on this soon. And it is, what's the calling for your life? Everybody has a calling for their life, you know, and it doesn't mean you're going to uh, be working at the church full time. That's not you know, that's like 3% of everybody that are called to be in full-time ministry. And what is the 97% left? Do they have a calling? Of course they have a calling of God for their lives. And it's not working at church or being a pastor or an evangelist or anything like Some people are, but most aren't, <laughs> right? Most aren't. But they have a calling from God for their lives. And there's provision for that calling. And there's abundance for that calling. And God doesn't want you living paycheck, paycheck to paycheck. And so we've been talking about faith for several different things, right? For healing, you know. I, uh, I've i been applying my teaching every week, you know. And then uh, faith for finances, right? How do we live under God's financial principles? Because God wants us to, be, to have so much abundance that... It's too much for us, and we can be generous for everybody that needs it. So that you can be the person that God uses to bring a miracle to someone who's in a tight spot. Hello? Right? I want to be on that end of the miracle. I want to be the one that God says, hey, give $100 to that person walking right there. And they go, oh my gosh, God loves me. He hears me. I was just telling God I need this. And Boom. I want to be on that side of the miracle, right? But that means I have to have abundance, right? Because I can't give them $100 that is going to put me short on, you know, rent and then have my family put out of their house. Are you with me? Are you following me? And sometimes we have very, you know, religious distorted ideas of, you know, what God's will is and how he set up things, but... Anyway, so today, so we talked about, you know, what money is for, the different types of giving in the last few weeks, okay? And we finished the different types of giving uh, so that we know what is what. It's important that we know what is what. You know, all the dollars are green, but they're not all for the same thing. Is that right? And so that is called stewardship right there, okay? And so stewardship is really, really important because... The Bible talks about it, and we're going to read uh, through a few scriptures this morning and know what, what does God say about stewardship so that I know what types of giving, you know, that, that we studied are for what and for when, and, you know, and so that I have good administration because there's a blessing in that, okay? So go with me to uh, the book of Matthew chapter 25. And Joel, if you could put the amplified version, actually, in verse, starting in verse 14, please. Um, and so we're going to talk about stewardship. If you don't know what stewardship is, it's, it's, it's management. And why is that? I mean, is this like a finance conference or what? No, it's just, it, this is in the Bible. God likes good stewardship, and there's a blessing in there, okay? So Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 says, "'For it is like a man who was about to take a long journey, and he called the servants together and entrusted them with his property. To one he gave five talents,' probably about $5,000, I don't know what they're guessing here. It says, "'To another he gave two talents, to another he gave one talent, to each in proportion to his own personal ability.'" Listen, I want—I want to stop right here real quick. You can't compare yourself to other people. That's where—that's where things start getting bad when you start comparing yourself to others. Be like, well, why does he have it? Why does she have it? How come, you know? And I wasn't born in such a privileged home, but he was born in a very privileged home. So how is that fair? Listen, stop it. it. (laughs) 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 Thanks, (laughs) brother. Okay. But what God does is he picks everybody up from wherever they're at and he He gives them their word and he says it's, it applies to everybody. My grace is sufficient for everybody. I love everybody the same. He can't love you more and he can't love you less. And that's the grace of God. You cannot earn the love of God. You cannot earn his promises. He's given them to us. Our part is to believe them. And when we believe them, it leads us to differently, speak differently and do things differently. therefore it produces a different harvest in our lives. It produces different results in our lives because why? because' we've, ch- we've changed what we thought, therefore how we acted and spoke and what we did. and then that produces a different result in our life. and it's common sense, but it's it's clearly stated in the Bible. And so you know stop comparing yourself. don't compare yourself to anybody. just know the moment you come into the into the kingdom of God, He's like, all right. You have the exact same uh, potential that anybody else does to receive my blessing. You just have to believe. And so, God is no respecter of persons. He's no respecter of backgrounds where you came from. No, none of that matters. Not even schooling and education. Let me say it again. it It doesn't. It, it doesn't matter if you went to school or didn't go to school. Before God, you have the same right to the blessing and to the abundance okay I'm not saying don't go to school please (laughs) it's very important that you do go to school and that you go to college because but but for the right reasons see for the right reasons and that's that's that other teaching I was telling you guys about uh, vision okay and so we'll talk about that another day but anyway so according to their own personal ability God knows your own personal ability he knows where you're at right He won't give you something that will destroy you or crush you. He'll give you something that you can start with, okay? You know, many times people, I I hear people say, and businessmen or or entrepreneurs say like, oh, if only somebody would invest in me, if only somebody would give me money to start this business, if only, you know, then I would. And I want to say something. God has given all of us that initial seed that we need. He's already put inside of you everything you need to run your race in life, to accomplish your destiny, your purpose, you know, to feel fulfilled in how he created you. He's already giving you everything. You know, if you have a job, he's already given you seed. You know, we talked about seed last week. You know, jobs aren't to make you rich. They're to give you seed. So God's invested in you. He's giving you talents, abilities, personality, exactly what you need to accomplish everything he called you to do in life. So stop comparing yourself. (laughs) Amen? Okay. All right. And then it says, uh, Then he departed and left the country. Verse 16 says, He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he gained five talents more. And likewise, he who had received the two talents, he also gained two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came and brought him five more, saying, Master, you entrusted me to five talents. See, here I have gained five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, you upright, honorable, admirable, and faithful servant. This is the Amplified Version, okay? It says, You have been faithful and trustworthy over got I say it again? Over what? Over little. Okay. Because here's the key. All right. You've been faithful and trustworthy over a little, which is a little that didn't belong to him. Okay. Because I will put you in charge of much. Of how much? Much. much. Okay. So it says, enter, in, enter into and share the joy, the delight, the blessedness, which your master enjoys. And he also who had two talents came forward saying, Master, you entrusted me two talents to me. Here I have gained two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, you upright, honorable, admirable, and faithful servant. You have been faithful and trustworthy over little. I will put you in charge of much. Enter into and share the joy, the delight, the blessedness, which your master enjoys. Wow, the same one, his master enjoys? Is that what it said? The same one his master enjoys. Like, isn't God amazing? Like, God's like, here, come up here and enjoy what what I have, right? Not let me go down there to your level. You're not ready for this stuff. Not like he was ready. He's like, come up here, enjoy the same I enjoy. So his master said to him, well, I'm sorry. All right, his master uh, says, he who had received one talent also came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be harsh and hard man. That was his own opinion. Reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you had not winnowed the grain. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. So who was making this decision? Fear. Right? We told you so many times, this, this applies to a million different things, but any decisions we make in fear are not going to be good decisions. It's better to make the wrong decision in faith than the right decision in fear. And again, obviously, it's so much better to make the right decision in faith. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Is that he he was afraid, so fear was leading, fear was speaking, right? Fear even distorted his opinion and his view of the master, right? It says, "And I went and I hid talent in the ground. Here you have what is your own." Okay. It says, but his master answered him, "You wicked and lazy and idle servant!" Whoa, whoa. I mean, it's been like, let me go to HR right now. I don't like this. (laughs) It says, you wicked, lazy, idle servant. You know, the Proverbs talks about the wicked, the idle, and the lazy people. Like it, it's it's in the Bible. And it says, did you indeed know that I reap where I have not sown and gather grain where I have not winnowed? Then you should have invested my money with the bankers and that, my coming I would have received what was mine own with interest. so take the talent so he so so take the talent away from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents. you know a lot of people are like I used to think this was unfair I'm like why did you take if you only had one why'd you give it to the one that already had 10 right? Then I understood but it says for everyone for to everyone who has who has will more be given. And he will be furnished richly, so that he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even one, what he does does have, will be taken away. Okay. So this is referring to the to the to the unfaithful servant, to the to the one that didn't multiply, to the one that was led by fear that ended up with nothing. Okay. And it says, okay, let's just stop at verse uh, twenty-nine. So what it's saying here is, it's like if we can be faithful with what we have in front of us, with what He has given us right now, if we can become good managers and good stewards of what is in front of us, then He will make us rulers over much more. Okay, In Luke chapter 16 and verse 10, if you can also put the Amplified up drill, it's it's, uh, it's about it's like the same parable, Okay, but it's worded a little different. That's Luke 16, 10. It says, Who is, who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much and he who is dishonest and unjust in the very little thing is also dishonest and unjust also in much okay and so this is not just talking about money it's talking about everything in life we have more resources than just money we have first of all we have a body okay that's that's a great resource did you know that god gave us a body you know he gave us time which we all have the same amount of time, but we all manage it differently, right? Some better, some not so good. Don't elbow anybody right now. This is about you. We have relationships to steward over, right? Friendships, people in our lives that God has given us. You know, when somebody isn't good with their friends, they lose them, (laughs) When somebody isn't good with money, they lose it. When somebody isn't good with their job, they lose it. Somebody's not good with their spouse, they lose her. See, we have a whole lot more things that we know that God has already entrusted us with to be faithful with and be good stewards over. Not just money. You know, how are you with your body? Are you storing your body correctly? Are you giving it what it needs? Are you strengthening that immune system that God gave you? Because if you do, then you have nothing to worry about. But if you don't, then you're a little more vulnerable to stuff. Okay? And so there's always something we can do to become better with what God has put in our hands. And so it's almost like we need to get better at taking inventory of the things that are in our lives and say, okay, you know, how, how, how am I doing with time? How am I doing with money? How am I doing with relationships? You know, we, we teach a lot about relationships. We'll actually start a relationship series uh, in a few weeks here. And um, why? Because we want to become better at, at stewarding the people in our life and, and loving them well, right? And also prioritizing. See, because a lot of managing and stewarding is prioritizing. Right? We talked about God comes first. He's number one. So I don't want to give him the last. I want to give him the first and the best. That's why we're here on a Sunday. We give him the first day of the week. And you're the first service, so you're... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. And so, um, there is many... I'm not going to tell you exactly how to steward your your finances. There's there's many different strategies, uh, and they're all they can all they all have something good. Are there some better than others? Probably, you know. Uh, on I think Wednesday is that when Wendy's teaching this Wednesday. No. No. Okay, in, in a in a couple of weeks she'll be teaching on on stewardship, you know, and and going to more details of you know a management style. So, you know, if you if you look in the Bible there's different management styles. Like Joseph had a different one. Joseph, you know, when he was put in charge of the nation of Egypt, he said we're going to save a fifth of everything. That's 20%, right? And then they were ready for the famine. So, it'd be it'd be religion if I told you that's what you have to do. You have to save 20% of everything that comes in. That's religion, right? Because there's many other ways. Like, right? you how many of you have heard of Dave Ramsey He's got a good way too, right? But it's not the only way. I don't care what you Dave Ramsey people say. <laughs> it's not the only way. There's many ways, okay? There's also Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? There's Dr. Matt Menino, right? And he, he's got a different one. There's another one that I just recently learned about, The Five Jars, and I'm teaching my kids about that one, you know? And there's a Power Academy way, and there's there's different ways of management, but I'm going to tell you what all of them have in common, okay? Okay? Although they're all a little different, they are all intentional and correctly prioritized. They're all intentional and correctly prioritized management systems, and that's why they work. That's why they work, because you're being intentional and they're correctly prioritized. So the opposite of that looks unintentional to the point where you go, where'd all my money go? I just got paid. This is impossible. And you even get mad. As anybody? I, I've gotten mad before. I'm like, where did the money go? And uh, I should have known where it went if I was a good steward, if I was a good manager, right? And so managing God's resources is the way to increase, okay? The, the way to increase is in your hands already today. The way to increase is in your hands. Because what, what does it say here? Like the principle is when you're faithful with with the little. And let's just say that the little is what's in your hands today. Even if you've increased from the last five years. even Like the little is what you have in your hands today. Because God is a God of abundance. And he always has more for us. He always has more for us. You've never arrived. Paul said it, you know, not that I've arrived. I'm not there yet. But I continue to pressing forward for the prize of the calling that God has for me we all have a calling in our lives and it doesn't end until we die and go to heaven and meet Jesus face to face and then it changes Then there's a different story there but on earth here as ambassadors of the kingdom of heaven we have a calling in our lives and whatever you have in your hands right now you can call the little this is the little oh but this is a lot more than I had 10 years okay that's fine but that's the little. And if you're faithful with what you have today, then he will make you rule it over much more. And let me say, not just much more money, but much more responsibilities. Like the way he words it there in, in Luke, it's, it's talking about the really, the really important things. And what are the really important things? It's not money. Money is the little. Finances are the little, are the least important ones. But yet... They have such a hold in people's hearts that it determines a whole lot of the condition of their heart. And so if we can be faithful with the lesser important things that we can call money, then he will make us rulers over much more, yes, money, because we need money to do things in this world and to expand the kingdom and to feed the hungry and to do it. We, We need that. But he'll make you ruler over what? over much more important things and responsibilities. See, we're called to disciple nations. How can we disciple nations if, if our own bank account isn't in order? We're supposed to influence people, right? People around us, hundreds, maybe even thousands. Because what the ministry we have, all of us in common, is the ministry of reconciliation. If you remember, Pastor Kara taught about that. A couple months ago. And it's the ministry of, reconcil- of reconciling people to God. And so how can we be entrusted with people's lives. And influencing people's lives. Which is the more. If we haven't been faithful with the little. So right? right. Mm, okay. So. Our management and increase should be such that we leave an inheritance for our children's children, for two generations. So let let me just tell you where the bar is. (laughs) You should be such a good steward, and with that God would increase you to the point where you leave an inheritance for two generations. Don't shut me down. For two generations? Are you kidding me? For two generations? That's what the Bible says. Proverbs 13, 22. A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. So, let me say this. There's, there's no condemnation for anybody. Okay, That's not never what the word is about. This is about discovering what is possible when we live in and apply God's financial principles in our lives. Okay? Again, this is not for you to go, oh, I must not be a good person. I am terrible. What am I doing with my life? It's over. I messed up. That's it. Failed. No. No, no, no. God's not like that, and He's a good Redeemer, right? And any time that we we receive a revelation, we repent, we say, God, forgive me. I've been doing this wrong my whole life and we set our heart and we set our beliefs to the Word of God, He's a good Redeemer. He'll come through for you in amazing supernatural ways, no matter how old you are. But this is to show us God's idea of abundance is so, 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 so great that He says, if you follow my principles, how I like to do things, you'll be so blessed. Not only you'll abound like 2 Corinthians uh, 9 says, that you'll abound for every good work. You know, So you'll be able to be generous for everybody. But if you follow my principles and live by my kingdom financial principles and you trust me with it, you'll have so much that at the end of your life, you'll be able to leave an inheritance for two generations. I don't know about you, but I like that. That is exciting. I want to leave an inheritance for my children's children, for my grandkids. And it's possible. It's possible when we follow His ways. But his ways take faith, right? So are you living by faith? Faith for your finances. Because abundance of finances is not is not about you, it's about others. It's easy, come on, especially in this country, it's easy to take care of yourself. But it takes faith to leave an inheritance for two generations. So see, if if at the beginning of this series you're like, ah, oh, this isn't for me, like I have plenty, you know, and I even, I have plenty to even, like, buy, you know, $6 cups of coffee twice a day. Like, that's how rich you are, you know. Let me tell you, it's not, it's not about you. Because, I love what Ashley Territus uh, said here a couple of months ago. He said, um, prosperity and, and, and wealth is not about what you have, it's about how much you give. <laughs> like, how much can you give <laughs> and still be fine? So that's why we want to learn this stuff. Nobody wants to be, you know, in the position of needing a miracle. There's nothing wrong if you're there or if you've been there. Please. We would never pass condemnation. This is about knowing and believing what God really wants for us, for all of us. Are you there? Yes. Okay. The way to increase is in your hands today. You already have it. But it's very little. Be faithful with that little. And he'll increase you and make you ruler over more and more and more and more. Okay? Third John 20 says, Beloved, I wish that you may prosper as your soul prospers. You would prosper in all things and financially, right? As your soul prospers, as your mind, will, and emotions, your as your mindset, as your belief system is upgraded, you will prosper. So as your mindset is upgraded about what you do have, and how you manage it. So we need to upgrade our mindset about what we do have and how we manage it. Let me say this. You want to write it down. Stewardship is about what you have today, not about what you say you will do when you have more. (laughs) When I have more, I will give more. When I have more, I will tithe. When I have more, I will... Manage it better. When I have more, I will do the five jars. When I have more, I will have envelopes. No. No puppy. <laughs> Sorry, I've been watching too many comedians and, and some of their lines are starting to filter through me, you know? I'm like, oh. it's stewardship is about what you do, what you have about what you have today, not about what you say you will do when you have more. What do you have today? But pastor, it's nothing. It's got to be something. Something. How you manage it. Just be in. And, and remember, maybe you don't have enough to even put in five jars or, 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 or uh, how many envelopes are in the vapor system? <laughs> There's a lot. Or, or on, on all your envelopes. Let me tell you, those are great, great management systems. And wherever you're at in life, you might need a different one. Okay. But what, what is important and is powerful about all of them is they're all intentional and they're all prioritized correctly. So what little you have or whatever you consider is little that you have today, is it intentionally and correctly prioritized? Okay. In uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 10, it says, God gives seed to the sower. God gives seed to the sower. So if you want seed, you need to become a it says and God who provides seed to the sower and bread for eating will also provide and multiply your resources for sowing and increase the fruits of your righteousness, which manifests itself in active goodness, kindness, and charity. That's generosity. Many times we've been in a place where we want to give, but we don't have it, right? We want to give, we want to sow into the orphanage, we want to sow into the building room, fund. we want to sow into a family, we want to sow into this or, or that, but we just don't have it. And remember last week I said, you can only sow from what you have, not what you don't have. The Bible says that God gives seed to the sower. So guess what? If you become a sower and you tell God, God, I would love to sow there. I would love to sow into that. Guess what's going to happen? He's going to give you seed. And when you get the seed, you need to be a good sort of that seed. Because if he can get it through you, he'll get it to you. Okay? I know I'm full of rhymes today. <laughs> It'll help you remember them, Okay. So God gives seed to the sower. Are you a sower, or are you a block pipe? I was talking to uh, uh, a family member the other day, and he's uh, he does uh, he clears the uh, the pipes in new builds, new houses. You know, that are that are being built, and he comes and does the the plumbing inspection and. And a lot of what he does is he clears pipes. Uh, and he was telling me, like, the other day he went on this one, he couldn't clear it. He was like, he put the line, the snake or whatever it is, all the way through the cameras, and he got to an end, and he just could not. He said, there must be a, a lot of rocks at the end, and maybe the painters even, like, put a lot of paint through it, and now it's just this big, massive thing that can't be pulled out. And I was thinking, man, isn't some aren't some people like that? It's like you're supposed to be a, a pipe that God can use you to, to bless people. And then you get it and you, you clog up that pipe. But you're robbing yourself from a harvest because it's all seed, see? So, so God got, gave it to you. And instead of you doing the right stewardship of sowing it, you're like, ah, next time. And I'll use my example, I always use always. I always use always. You went and you bought the new iPhone. Because there's always a new iPhone. That's terrible. That's such good marketing. Because if you have like the older one, then you're not in. You're out. Like, outdated. Oh, is that the 12? Mm. 13 right so what we need to do is we need to be faithful and good stewards of what we have today and if you if you don't have enough seed and you have desire you're like God I want to sow into that then you ask God and he will give you seed but when the seed comes it's a test to see if you do with that seed what it was supposed to do right? Maybe you have a budget and like the budget, you know, it doesn't fit like the seed you want to sow. So you pray and you say, God, would you give me seed to sow into this, to give into that? And then he will. And when he does, you have an opportunity to increase. Okay. Remember what I said at the beginning. The way to increase is in your hands today. And if you don't have seed, then you ask God for seed. He'll give you seed. And when he gives it to you, you recognize it and you be good with it. And you show it, because that's the way to increase. Faithful with what He puts in our hands, okay? He brings people in your hands. What, what do you do with people? Do you love them well, or are you stinky to them? <laughs> you know? Like, loving people well, you know, it, it's, it's, it, it's God's way of giving us the greater, the more. Like, more relationships in our life, Like, he's trusting us with people. Like, when he gives you a child, you know, that's a lot of trust. Like, what are you doing with those children? Uh Uh-oh. We just walked into a whole nother dimension here. (laughs) Okay. So, um, stewardship is about what you have today, not about what you say you'll do when you have more. We've all done that. We've all been there. Okay. So, what responsibilities do you have today? Are you faithful with your responsibilities, the things that God has given you, right? How, how, you know, that's the way to promotion. You're faithful where you're at, you're hardworking where you're at, right? And then you're given more responsibilities. And with more responsibility comes also increase, right? Greater pays. You know, so it works like that in the world, you know, to a point, but imagine how much more powerful it is when when it's God's idea, and when, it's, when we're being faithful with God's promises and God's things. It says, so what responsibilities do you have today, and how are you managing them? How are you treating what is not yours today? You know, when, um, I'm so grateful for our, our ushers and, you know, and our greeters and and, and just people that serve at church because uh, they don't get paid for that, but yet they treat it with excellence because it's God's. You know, it's being faithful with those little things too. Yeah. And so how are you treating what's not yours today? Because if you can't treat what's, yours, what's not yours well, you know, why would, why would God give you your own? Um, Okay, kids, if you're living at home, listen. How are you treating your parents' house? How are you treating your parents' car? How are you treating your parents' stuff? Because if you're faithful with what's not yours, then you'll be given your own. people want to be in ministry or in business, right? How are you serving the business that isn't yours or the ministry that isn't yours? Are you getting the point or you just can't wait to get out of here? So I'm going to close. up, Okay, and I'm going to pray in a minute. But I want to. Um, I want you to imagine this with me. If this is God's system for increase, right? We've been talking about the different ways of giving and sowing. You know, is the way out of poverty. Um, and we've been talking about all, all this stuff. Like, can't resume it. Uh, can't can't put it all together right now. But when, if this is God for increase, God's way for exponential growth. Imagine the exponential increase that would occur in our families if each generation was a better steward than the last. Okay, just close your eyes for a moment, and I want you to imagine this, okay? If God's system is of exponential growth, and He's like, hey, if you follow the principles I have in the Word, you'll never have to worry about money in your life, and you'll abound for every good work so you can be generous at all times and not go broke. And you will be able to leave an inheritance for two generations. If that is God's system in God's way, imagine the exponential increase that would occur in our families if each generation was a better steward than the last I think your family would never, ever experience poverty. Your kids, your grandkids, not only that, but they would become better stewards than the last. So it would always exponentially increase. And so, God, I thank you for today. And and I ask you um, that all truth would just be settled in our hearts today, that everything that is truth would just be a good seed in our hearts today that would produce fruit and that would move us to action, that would move us to do things differently, because we think differently, because we see things differently, and because we believe your word. We believe that you want abundance for us, so that we can be a blessing to the world. So I thank you, God. And I just pray that if there's any confusion or anything um, that I might have said that it's not uh, correct, God, that you would Clear it up in people's hearts today, God. Thank you for your word, and I thank you that you're such a good, loving, graceful God. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen.